Welcome to the Wallaway. This is Imran Nanlawala, and I'm here again with my good and dear friend, Dr. Ronnie Doss, doctor of clinical psychology. So we're going to be talking about psychology today? Nah. What are we talking about today? I say let's talk about Michael Jordan's legacy and today's social media age. You're going to have to define that a little bit more. What do you mean by his legacy? Well, for, for me, his legacy is intact. It doesn't matter what the age is. Yeah, well, I mean, we often talk about, and especially us from Chicago, it's usually no debate about Michael Jordan being the greatest player of all time. But it got me thinking, would he be considered the greatest of all time if we, if he played in this era today as social media? Think about who influenced most of the media and the conversations, these morning shows, these debate shows, these guys, you know, the Skip Baylesses, Stephen A's of the world, they really be dictating these guys' legacy. So I think if we, you know, look at it in that stance, I think we will see Michael Jordan in a very different light. So you mentioned Skip Bayless. You mean the GOAT of sports <laughs> commentating, right? I mean, he's a GOAT, man. I mean, he probably can make that claim. You got you know to bring the evidence that he's not the GOAT. He, he can make that claim. He had his show, Cold Pizza, turned the first take, got <laughs> recruited. I mean, now he's spun up like, seems like every other show now on TV is a copy of what he did. So then you can make that claim. But I think, you know, I think it's an interesting topic because looking at, if you look at the four major American sports, the guys that are considered the best, you look at, they didn't really have much off the field drama or court or whatever ice, you know, that we talk about. And, you know, I feel like Mike had a lot of stuff going on that wasn't talked about because of the era like it was protected information today all these things would have been out and then you would have been looked at much differently but here's the thing i mean it's easy to kind of imagine what a player would have looked like in a previous generation but to project their past player on the current times is a bit difficult and look with michael jordan are we going to assume that he is fundamentally the same person because I, michael doesn't seem like the type of person who would care what uh, people on social media would say. But however, if he grew up in this age, maybe he would have a more fragile persona or fragile ego. It's possible. Yeah. But if we if we were to take him from a time machine and put him in today's game, I don't think... Look, I think he had that itch, right? Mm -hmm. The same kind of itch that maybe Kobe Bryant has. Mm -hmm. The same type of itch to an extent that Tim Duncan has. Even Amanu Ginobili. Guys who just want to compete. Guys who just want to win. Um you know, he had his share of scandals per se, right? Yeah. Gambling. A lot. Right. And That wasn't even brought to light. Well, what were some of the ones that were brought to light? Well, I think like the gambling became a little bit um a little bit known to people, but okay. the extent that was insinuated, I mean the things that he did like on his team, the privileges that he had, um, if you look at the things that were talked about in the Jordan rules, how he had the whole thing with Cartwright about not giving the ball, Cartwright you know, made some threatening remarks to him, you know, those kind of things that would have got out or who he didn't want to play with, you know, even the affairs in the personal life. And I think Jordan cared a lot about his image. You know, I think that's why he never touched on social issues when people kind of demanded him to do that. Um, and I think because of that, I think that would also had a bigger impact on him, especially when you look at what's going on today in the social media. Um, I think he can still be the same great player. I'm not talking about what's on the court. But I think it shapes the way we look at them differently. That's, for example, again, we look at the other just American major sports. You think of boxing, you think of the greatest is Muhammad Ali. 
but Muhammad Ali also has several losses. But what he stood for, like he loved the media, him and Howard Corsell, they had that great uh, relationship. So he was looked at favorably, like, you know, for many, he was the most hated person in the world um, when he took his stands. But then people saw that, oh, you know what, this guy was right. And then he became beloved. Um, and I think now, like, people just really appreciated him. But he was always fun to the media, whereas, you know, Jordan also was protected in that relationship because of that, which would have been a much different story. You look at Floyd Mayweather, on the other hand, who the media doesn't like. But, you know, boxing aficionados kind of say, like, yeah, you know, this guy's like the, the greatest, greatest yeah, yeah, defensive, sure. you know, and everything like that. But because of his perspective and how the media looks at him, he's never in that conversation. Like, people don't actually – give him that credit the same thing with kareem that's why he was cut off like why isn't kareem you know m more just well renowned renowned rather sorry as the greatest of all time because he didn't have that relationship with the media like he shunned a lot of the white media in that era well i think i think it's complicated right i mean kareem he played i think into the 80s correct yeah. But in the 80s, that, was that his end? Did he play into the 90s? I don't think no, so, No, right? no, no. He stopped in the 80s. So I think he was really good in the 70s. I think the era had something to do uh, with his, how what regard he's being held in. And also, like you mentioned, because the media was predominantly white. And if you have a standoffish black man, mm -hmm. right, you're going to be perceived in a certain way. Yep. I think one way or the other, this conversation is going to get to LeBron versus Michael. Is that even a conversation these days? Well, not not in terms of basketball because that's oh, pretty clear cut. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me check something, man. It sounds really sounds really weird. Hello, hello. It sounds really weird. Why does this sound so? Hi. Why does this sound so weird? Why does this sound so weird? Hello, 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 hello. I don't know. It sounds really weird to me. My mind does. Yours sounds good. Well. I think what I want to touch upon is you mentioned his persona and him being protected and how that would have affected him. Look, I think the reality is go back to even when his father was killed, right? Mm -hmm. He took some time away from the game. Yeah. He chose to follow or do what he wanted to pursue, mm -hmm. his former dreams. Some people said that he left because he didn't want to play the Rockets. I, I tend not to believe that yeah, at all. I don't believe it's that. It's hard to believe. They did used to give it to us, you know, in those yeah. first couple of years. But Well, they could have given it to us in 96, 97, and 98, but they didn't make yeah. it. And I mean, that first team was good. That second team I didn't think was that good. Right. But th the point being, he came back, and when he came back, they dominated, right? Yeah. When did they go on their 72-run season? Yeah, same year. The, the following year after that second Rockets championship. So when he came back. So obviously, even when it was off-court drama or off-court situations that would have probably derailed the career of any other player, Mm -hmm. Michael not only continued to play, he excelled. Yeah. Now let's look at when you mentioned something very uh, early on in the interview about him not kind of having the same uh, personality as an activist would, right? So mm -hmm. maybe, who, who are we talking about? Like maybe a, even a Magic Johnson, a LeBron to a certain extent. Yeah, I think LeBron does a really good job on that um, in right. today's era. I think, that's, I think that's huge. So... Look, the way I look at it is I think MJ probably wasn't those things because he was a little bit conscious of his business image. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. And, and I think in the 90s, uh, here's a way social media would have helped him, right? Social media probably would have took his business even to a higher extent. Mm -hmm. But because you still kind of had the traditional business model of how you would make it and 
I mean, at that time in the 90s, how many African-Americans did we have as game changers, as paradigm shifters, uh, people who were larger than life? Michael was that. Yeah. Irregardless of what country, what industry he went to. Think about Space Jam. Yeah. Think about the Olympics in, uh, in Spain. Think about all these different things. So I think he was very conscious of his status and what he could accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him for not getting more involved. I, I think even recently, I don't know when it was the events in Charlottesville, or one yeah. of these famous incidences, he definitely he came out with a yeah, a and it was the f- yeah, and it was the first time, and it wasn't really it wasn't much that he said, but it was the first time he said something, and I think I think that's why it's very important that I think he'd have been looked at differently because you think about the temperature and the climate of the U.S. in those early '90s championship days where you had the Rodney King and the riots out there in L.A. at the O.J. trial. I mean, it was like a racial explosion is well going on and Mike was able to sit that out on the sidelines being the significant, you know, statue uh, stature of a person that he was and he would have had to answer questions and you think about a lot of the other vices look what people are getting dropped for about a sponsors now. Uh, I don't know if everybody really remember but Jordan contracts originally was nothing. Like it was right. you know, he wasn't getting paid anything from the Bulls but he was making so much money off the court. Now you got to think of, you know, adultery and other things like that that Nike dropped Tiger Woods and things for, um, you know, kind of derailed the Kobe thing like that. And, you know, he had that in gambling. So if Nike and Gatorade and other things are starting to go out of the window and we know how vengeful Mike can be, you know, and is he is he now not apologetic uh, because of that? Does he say things that could have got him in even more trouble and the demand? So I just think that we would be looking at this person in a much different light if we had all the things out and in this social media age that we have today. I, I agree. I agree. But I think that Mike is such a larger-than-life personality, and I think that he is so smart in a lot of ways and so competitive that if he did grow up in this era, he would have adjusted, mm-hmm. right? He would have adjusted. Maybe he would have kept some of his stuff more secret. Maybe he would have avoided it. It's hard to say. I yeah. think, you know, it, it's it's such a hard conversation when we have these uh, transgenerational or cross-generational conversations about who's the best or what a person would have been like. Um, but I think because he fundamentally had that hunger, that thirst to be successful in all aspects of life, right? He was competitive in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Probably bowling, obviously <laughs> gambling. That's why he yeah. had such a gambling problem yeah. because he just can't lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think gambling in this era would have been being successful and that's, that is you versus yourself. Yeah, and I think he would have had uh, enough foresight, enough wisdom, and with again with the reliance on social media and and media in these days, he would have seen others fail. Yeah, so I think he would have done it. Uh, but that's it's it's a hard conversation to have, man. I say let's look at his career. Um, I mean, let's go down the line and look at his career. I think it'd really be interesting. You take, and I guess we're here's where some of the LeBron conversation sort of starts and for the most part ends. Because, again, LeBron's not really in the conversation. Sure. Um, but if you look at it, again, Skip Bayless, who you call the GOAT, LeBron, what, took about nine years to win his first title? He came in in 03, and he won his first one in, I think, 2010? 12? No. 12, because they lost to the Mavs in, like, 11, right? Right. Um, yeah, so nine years. Look at the criticism, right? Can't win, you know – the queen, all this talk, people say, um, yeah, he's putting up meaningless stats, he doesn't win. 
Jordan, what, seven years to win? Sure. Came in 84 and win 91. In that time, named MVP, defensive player of the year, considered the best player, scoring 60 points, 63, which people, I think, forget the Bulls didn't win that game, just for the record. Uh, <laughs> we were swept in that series, too, I believe. So you think of a lot of the sweeps that Jordan had, exit after exit after exit, early first round exits. What would have been the conversation, you know, year six, no ring, come up short game seven, conference final against Detroit before breaking through. So let's just take conference final, another letdown, game seven, Bulls lost, Mike, all his accolades, no championships, all the talk about him. All the points, all the stats. Skip Bayless, today's media. Isn't that got to be the same conversation at that point? This guy's not good. He can't win. You know, Larry Bird is really the best. He's the champ. You know, Magic Johnson is who you really want. He's clutch. He's got all these rings. You know, why are we talking about this guy? You know, just like there was Kobe and Duncan still existing in LeBron day. Like, oh, this guy's got the rings. They winning. Why are we talking about this other kid who hasn't proven anything? I mean, it's funny. I mean, okay, it's interesting that you brought up Larry because there seemed to be a consensus consensus amongst Michael's contemporaries, especially at a certain point that he was the new, the new, you know, the new captain. What was that quote that Michael uh, Magic Johnson had? New sheriff in town. There's a new sheriff in mm-hmm. town, right? And I think, look, when you look at his biography and when you talk, when you hear other players talking about him, what was one thing that you saw across the board? Players were scared to make him upset. Yeah, players were scared to give him any extra motivation mm-hmm. because they knew what was coming. He, they were going to get the business. The thing about LeBron that I feel is fundamentally different. I don't think Kobe was scared of LeBron. No, I don't. I mean, yeah, I think it's Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I he don't, wasn't scared of Jordan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, true. But I think that a lot of players, while they recognize LeBron's greatness in a lot of ways, I don't think that he put fear into them. Yeah, right. I think Michael Jordan put fear into people. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what people say. Look, um, man, when you, but you also look at his contemporaries. That I mean, the ones that were good. You know, you like Michael's or yeah, you true. know, like you look at even Dr. J at Old State. You never hear Dr. J bragging about Michael Jordan because he's like, I was doing this beforehand, and right. you know, so that's not impressive to me. Burden them, they look about how great this guy was, but you know, we we're able to smack him down every any time we play them. Even Isaiah, you know, he's a big hater too, so you got to kind of take some of his stuff with a grain. <laughs> assault or whatever yeah. but he talks a lot about we're worried about them that we were we can beat them we know like what he's gonna do he can get his points or you know we came out with the whole you know getting physical with him uh, what that narrow would have been remember like people say oh lebron is soft or these other people are soft they can't do that you know that's how the pistons saw jordan and they beat him up and they proved that and jordan talked about how i had to really start getting my body ready so yeah, but he did it yeah I, I think the point look here's the thing i don't want to turn this into a lebron hating session because there's things that lebron does which are great oh yeah right the way he can make others excel mm-hmm. the fact that he can his his court vision some of the other things i think what it boils down to is that competitiveness the drive and then in the final few minutes of the game, that 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 taking over, taking the shot. That's what people have always said, right? Yeah. That's what it comes with. LeBron is not decisive enough. Um, he's very passive. Even though, like, technically, I think he has, like, more game winners than these guys. <laughs> but 
That's just a, hey man. Maybe you know. he's got more game winners because he's, you know, his team is in a bad situation because he's not decisive enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm look, just saying. You know, he, he, here's the thing. I'm gonna read a quote from Jerry Krause. It's, it's funny that we're having this conversation today because I just got sent this today, and then we can kind of steer this into a different direction. Okay. So this is from Jerry Krause, former Bulls GM, and I quote: "I'll say this about him, meaning Michael. He never came to me and asked for other players." He never came to me and asked me to draft a player. He never came to me to ask me to trade for a player. Never once did that happen. And then on the bottom, part of it was that he thought he was so darn good, he thought he could win without them. I'm sure of that. Mm-hmm. Look, LeBron started off with the Cavs. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. When they went to the finals in 2007 for the first time, he didn't really have much of a, of a supporting cast, I think he had There's like nobody on that. He team. had a Golskis, he had Drew Gooden, he had uh, Eric Snow. You know, I, I still remember yeah. these guys, right? But n- n- were nobody, we on that team? We may have been I on think, that I think, team yeah. too. Yeah, I think I was the eighth. I or think ninth. I may have got a couple minutes yeah, in that. Yeah. yeah, I played in game four, I believe, <laughs> <laughs> T- towards the end. Um, I think uh, Lewis Alday was passing around the wall, yeah. the Gatorade or something. <laughs> so, you know, fine. That argument is there. He yep. didn't have much of a team. He goes to Miami. They lay a dud. Against the Mavericks, come on! Man. I can't, I can't give that. You, this, I have a huge problem with that. Why? Uh, you know, one, I'm a Dirk fan. Okay, um, so am I. And especially shout out to Jerry Dallas, who's the biggest Dirk fan. Um, that's that's going to be edited up. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a big problem with that because I, I hate again this narrative being shaped by the Skip Bayless and people of the world is that. LeBron, the biggest superstar meltdown. I think that's what he says, right? The superstar yeah. meltdown we've ever seen. Mark Cuban came out on the show and destroyed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, to me, I hate that being a narrative because everyone says, oh, Miami lost. LeBron specifically lost. Um, let's not forget that Dwayne Wade was also on that team passing the ball like a hot potato, you know, like it was a <laughs> bum or something. He didn't want to shoot it. Um, also, Chris Bosh was on that team and also did nothing, didn't want to shoot the ball. But I think the story of the 2011 championship should really be, and that's the way I look at it, is the Dirk Nowitzki's run, I think, is the greatest, possibly the greatest run I've ever seen of a title. You think of who he beat. He beat Kobe Bryant, sweep, blew them out of the water, all right? That was after the Lakers had just went to three straight finals and just won two straight. So they were trying to get to their fourth straight and make another three-peat. Sweet. No one saw that coming. Only one did was Charles Barkley. I remember on TNT, Barkley was talking and he was saying that, oh, the Mavs are going to win this series because Dirk Nowinski is the best player. And everybody on the set thought he was crazy. They were, what are you talking about? Kobe's on that team. Like, you sound stupid. He's like, Mavs are going to win because Dirk is the best player. Better than Kobe, you know, he just stood his position. Dirk's the best player. They're going to win. There's no way. He, for one, he's not better than Kobe. They're not going to win this series. Sweet. Eye-opening. Okay, I'm becoming Thunder, who before that just every year just kept advancing further and further. Um, and this is the team that has three MVPs, technically, because Harden has his now, Durant has his, Westbrook has his. Those guys, they ready. And I think they may have even had the home court um, in that round. I think they beat them 4-1. So take out Kobe. You take out three MVPs on the Thunder. Um, granted young, but they were already constantly advancing. They played what I think the Lakers tough a couple times, uh, something in the playoffs getting further and further. So they were there, blow them out for one. They was also predicted to lose that series. They win Miami. No one gives them a shot. 
oh, this is a waste of time. They got here. It's going to be easy, especially after game one and then they're up game two with the way three in the corner and people celebrating. LeBron punched him in his chest or whatever. Dallas come back to win that game. Next game, game three, I think it was, they come back. The Heat win. I remember it like very well. The Heat wins. And I remember the narrative of people be like, oh, well, they woke up now. They're not going to play around. They're going to go on and finish this. And Wade and them thought it was all funny. Walking down. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Uh, Dolph is sick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dirk is sick. <laughs> the old cough <laughs> thing. Oh, you know, it's hard to go from 80-something degree weather to 90. I thought it was real funny. And they didn't win another game. So, to me, and there's no – I mean, my boy Jason Kidd um, was on that team, but he was like 40, basically, at that time. You know, Jason Terry, who's your sixth man, little J.J. Barea. There's no other real mega star on that team. Tyson Chandler was great for them. Um, they, but they, they were kind of like the look. They were kind of like the 04 Pistons or 05 Pistons. Yeah. And they were kind of like the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. They relied on teamwork. They had one really good guy. Yeah, but the Spurs had multiple with yeah, Manu yeah. and. Well, I'm talking about a system. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. And, and that and look, they had Peja, mm-hmm. Peja, former MVP contender. I, obviously, he had, I think, multiple back surgeries. He was not the same. Yeah. I think they had a, ta- a, a group of older, very talented, hungry, mm-hmm. veteran guys who played team basketball. Yeah. They stuck to the game plan. I mean, Dirk was just phenomenal. His run, like, I mean, he was incredible but, throughout yeah. that whole way. Right, and I, I don't mm-hmm. discount that, and I'm not blaming LeBron for that entire loss, but see, th- th- there's a reason you're talking about Dirk right now. Yeah. Dirk came through in the clutch. Yeah. He, he, he performed at a... Mega superstar level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is Dirk super athletic? No. No. D- does D- Dirk jump out of the gym? I mean, out of if you lined up all the players on those teams, he'd probably be at the end of the line in terms of guys who could jump very high. His vertical, his 50-yard dash time. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms you of athletic. You when you're seven feet. You, you don't have to, true. But, I mean, also, Dirk is a very smart, very, again, hungry yeah. Plays with that chip on his shoulder. He's still in the league, right? He's, mm-hmm. what, 40? Yeah, got to be, I think. He's about 40. Yeah, he's been in the league be. since, I think, 97. Yeah. So this is going to be either his 20 or 21st year. Mm-hmm. I think he got drafted in the same year as Tim Duncan. Yeah. Um, so, look, the, the, the things that come to my mind off the bat when I talk about LeBron are, yes, I, look, as of late, in the last three, four seasons, he's changed as a player. Oh, yeah. I believe. Um, I think going to Miami probably did him a lot of good. Being around Dwayne Wade and Pat Riley and even Spolstra and these guys probably did him good. Mm-hmm. It it was a progression for him to become a true leader. Yeah. But the, the the things that still stick to my mind before that are didn't really seem like he wanted the ball at the end of the game. And another thing is from a GM or organizational perspective, um, throwing coaches under at times. Uh, you know, I remember last year or the year before, okay, he wanted Tristan Thompson to get a max deal. He wanted to make sure that Tristan got paid, make sure JR got paid. Big mistakes. Wanted Kevin Love to stay there, which I like Kevin Love. I like know, Love too. Yeah, his issues led to Kyrie wanting to get out. And then this year you wanted a new roster, so they traded for Crowder. They traded for, who else did they get this year? They had Wade on that team. Rose was on that team at some point. But then they traded those guys, and yeah. then they got they got uh, Larry Nance Jr. Mm-hmm. They got they got rid of Crowder. So you know he got again a new staff, a new supporting crew, and then he he bounced right. Yeah. And now he's on the Lakers. And I think look, if it's true that he's willing to help them rebuild, I'm I'm cool with that. That 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 says a lot to me. 
Yeah. I think this decision anyways to go to LA was more than just basketball. I think he 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 is wanting to and this is what I thought from the beginning, he is wanting to be a successor of Magic Johnson in the sense of basketball to business. Oh yeah. He already has a lot of businesses already right? a lot, yeah. But he you know, Dwayne Wade said it, he went there for his family primarily, which I respect a lot. Yeah. I think that that's amazing. Which don't get enough credit. Yeah, and, him, and, and, and that's why I say I don't wanna I don't want to turn out this I don't want to turn this into bashing LeBron because I think he's a really good guy. Uh Never has got into any real trouble. Yeah, seems to be says a, f- a lot. Been in the spotlight since like seventeen. Seems to be a family old. man. Yeah, seems to be really cool that you you know you brought up your boys and mm-hmm. you took care of them and they're your agents and they're part of your confidant. And now even when you wanted to move to LA, you consulted your wife and your sons. Yeah, that's really good. What I want to concentrate is on the basketball side. So now he's in LA, right? And you called Kevin Durant, right? And is now, that true, though? It seems true, man, because nobody's really refuted it, and a few people have reported it. But and I know does, we can't. Who does refute most things, though? Like these guys don't really, don't really refute yeah, look, most things. Let's. You look at the Drake new album. The who? Drake Drake news album. Who's that now? Drake new album. You know. Uh, sorry, I don't. <laughs> not but he says on the song, um, he's talking about that because you know the rumors and the beef thing. So is he but, singing or is he talking? Because I don't. You know how he does. Yeah, he does a little bit of both. Yeah. But he says on the song, he's like. You know, people say, why let the story, why let the story be out if it's false? Like, why let it linger be false? And he said something like, you know, a wise man once said nothing at all. Mm. Look, I, I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he did call KD. Um, I, I'm just, if he did, that's a really weak move, just for the record, exactly, in case anyone exactly. thinks that I'm... Look, trying to defend that move, look, like look, if he did that to me, that was it, fine. I, I have get a it. big problem with that. It's it's the it's the era of super teams. I get it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm these cool guys with that. all coming up in AAU I, together. These right. dudes know each other from like the age of ten. I understand whatever. that. The fact is, look at the way Golden State record uh, recruited Kevin Durant all throughout the season. Yeah, very successful. Mm-hmm. You don't just call homie in the last minute and say, "Yo, man, you want to come in LA and play with me?" Right. You you don't do that. Yeah. Right. Now that didn't work out. I thought it stumped you twice too. That's a little. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now, you know, you got a, 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 a supporting cast of Rondo, Lonzo, um, Kuzma. You got, uh, what's his name? Javel McGee. Mm-hmm. You got Lance Stevenson, who I actually think is a great pickup for them. I'm a, I'm a, look, Lance, when he yeah, plays. A lot of, a lot of potential. I like Lance. Yeah. Lance is my guy. Born ready. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. guys who don't have a conscious and can just play, which is kind of what LeBron needs, right? And he's he's brought that up in the past, especially this postseason. Cerebral players. He needs. See, I don't like that. I don't like when he does that. I, see, I mean, I have a big problem with. And see, I didn't really want this to become about like you yes, know you LeBron. Um, no, no, yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. You know, I want to you know focus on kind of the Jordan thing, but yeah, I don't think he protects his teammates enough because. Thank you. Ben and LeBron James teammate is. You know, like being a police officer today, <laughs> it's a very thankless job. You know, you screw up a you're couple done. times done. out of every day. Yeah, you're done. It's the biggest <laughs> news story. If you run a protest, you want to get you out of there. It's that bad being LeBron James' teammate um, because when they're winning, oh, my God, look at how amazing LeBron is. Now when they lose, he has no help. You never get any credit for anything, and that's why I think it's a shame of what's happened to Kevin Love like amazing still, player yeah amazing still player. say no help whatsoever what was he supposed to do he's going to get swept Kevin Love was having like 22 and 13 and like every one of those games dude like, and, was, and what, who, who was Kevin Love in Minnesota 
Yeah. He was like a 20, 20 player. Yeah. There's a reason you he went after him. He was also about like 20, 30 pounds heavier, though. So he was <laughs> kind of down low banging a lot more then, too, though. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. um, the thing is, look, he's had help, and he's had help of late. Yeah. Look, and he, here's, this, here's the knock. And this is where a guy like Skip Bayless is 100% right. You got the players that you wanted. This is where Charles Barkley was right last year or two years ago. Do you want to play with everybody? Do you want to play with all the best players? Yeah. If you're the best, if you're the self-proclaimed best. Look, and he, even though I don't want to t- talk about Kawhi, and Kawhi's lost a lot of respect in my books, yeah. the way he's handled himself lately, but look at what Kawhi's done for the Spurs in a couple of years. Who's who's the Spurs' amazing talent? See, I think, and I'm glad you mentioned that and yeah. transitioned that to the Spurs because I think it's a good idea for what I want to say as well because – I think the coach, highly underrated. And this is where I give LeBron credit. It amazes me that no one criticizes Ty Lue for being a bad coach. Or or all the Mike Brown and all the other guys. Like we talk about, we're talking Jordan, Kobe, you know, Magic, these guys. Who do they have? Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Popovich Popovich. for the Spurs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, look what happened when Kobe had those other coaches, right? (laughs) It didn't didn't go so well. And he even had Rudy T for a little bit, right? Yep. Two-time champion. Nope. Yeah. Uh, This this is unlike. Phil trashed him in a book. People think, oh, you know, oh, that can't be repaired. Kobe, Kobe wants to win. So I need Phil Jackson. Yeah, but now here's a great point. Would LeBron have been trashed by his former coach and then played with him again? No, I mean he came back to Dan Gilbert. Yeah, but that that's was a pretty little, bad. But that's a little bit different, man. It's pretty bad. But that's the owner. Yeah. You know, but that, that, that you know it's Cleveland. You're really still running the show. What did what did Dan Gilbert just say last week? Well, now he wanted to thank him, of course. He thanked him, but what did he say right before that? He says, "If he leaves, at least I'll have my team back." That's the rumor that he said. We gotta uh, think all this is still like rumor. Most of these guys don't really come out and say. You know things. Um, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, yeah. He gave, he gave the dude all. I mean, you think he wanted to pay Trish and Thompson that money and J.R. Smith <laughs> that money? I would have gave those guys that money. But you figure, hey, I'm getting to the finals every year. If you think you can win again with this, and no fault of LeBron. I mean, you think he was trying to push to get those guys those contracts and everything when you know Kevin Durant was expected to be on the Thunder or maybe even the Wizards, and they just beat Golden State. Golden State was never going to beat them again. Um, they probably would have never beat them if Kevin Love and Kyrie was healthy the first year. Um, l- l- let me pause right here and let me give LeBron credit in one thing. And I want to use this as a soundbite. Kevin Durant was up 3-1 against the Warriors. And that year the Warriors were, what, 73 win 73. team? 73. 73-win uh, 73 team that went to the finals, that beat the Bulls record for best record ever. And the Thunder were up 3-1, and they lost. They blew it. Yeah. And Durant joined a 73-win team Mm -hmm. that already made it to the championship and the year before that that won. LeBron James just joined a team that hasn't made the – or didn't make the playoffs in a couple years. Yeah. And has no all-star on the team. Yeah, no all-star. So, look, I do give LeBron his credit. I just think in the conversation of him versus Michael, just to kind of bring it back, he's not the GOAT. Meaning LeBron is not the goal. No, no, no way. And yes, there's different levels to this, and there's different um, fields or subfields that you can measure a player's talent. Okay, three point shooting, defensive prowess, hands, foot speed, lateral, basketball IQ, assist to turnover ratio, whatever. I'm I'm willing to give LeBron some categories. Yeah, I mean, on the basketball court, I don't think there's anything that he can't do. Right. Um. I mean, there's also just there's also just a certain narrative 
about him again because we're so aware of all these things and i think people are being shaped because we're woke <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> you think of, i just think the media and that's why i got back to our original conversation of you know jordan in this media what is the you know what is the take on people like barry bonds baseball who's the best supposed to be mickey mantle babe ruth willie mays or whatever people who for the most part were seen in a favorable light you know, Barry Bonds he has a steroid cloud over him, so no one will say he's the best. Uh, they don't even look at before we even suspected steroids that he was already a Hall of Famer, the stuff he was doing. To me, Barry Bonds is the greatest ever, you know, but you got the whole steroid cloud, and so they don't look at it. And he was a jerk. He was an absolute jerk to the media. <laughs> so they didn't like him. He was he, So he wasn't going to be seen as favorable. They couldn't wait so to take was, him down because he'd been a jerk to them the whole time. He was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the He was the, the Kareem, baseball. right? Like, But he wasn't doing more uh, activist stuff. But he was just, as far as just being a jerk and shunning the media, yeah. And, I mean, Mike was very nice, dressed to the nines all the time with the suits and stuff. So I think that plays just a role in that image. And that's what I was saying. If we go through his career, if we look at, you know, that six-year mark, having won, eliminated again by the Pistons, all these stats, you know, what is the conversation? You think if we look at what we see from Skip Bayless now, because, you know, a little psychology of best predictor of, you know, future behavior is past behavior. Oh. So, you know, throw that in there. Is this on the clock? Am I, am I on the <laughs> clock right now, man? Are we paying you by the hour? I, I don't know, man. Are we going to, you know, that bill is <laughs> ragging up right now. I don't take insurance. You got to pay, me, you gotta pay <laughs> me for this equipment, my friend, you know? Studio fee. Yeah. yeah I guess <laughs> I'll knock something off of that, you know? But, no, I think, you know, if we look at that, though, what do you think, judging how these guys and media judge people now and how we look mm -hmm. at people now, what do you say, like, what's the narrative you think um, at this six-year mark, no title, uh, defensive player of the year under his belt, an MVP, um, all the scoring things and, you know, all the shots, all the first-round exits, what, do, what is the narrative? Sure. Look, if he came in as the self-proclaimed or proclaimed by the media the king, right, before he ever stepped foot in the NBA, yes, I would say that those expectations would have been there, and the media would do what the media does. But we, we also have to look at it. Look, Kevin Durant didn't win a championship for a certain amount of years. Mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant didn't win a championship. And they were trying to get there. I think that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think that's why he left, because uh, he know that I that's agree. how people look at people but, but now. Look like, at Kobe. oh, you got to have this ring right. to be solidified. Co Co Kobe could have left. He wanted to. Well, but he didn't want to leave because of... He was crying to get out of there. He was. He wanted, he wanted to go to Chicago, but there was a lot of other issues going on. Yeah, the, I the, mean, the, that the, team the, was bad. They were losing. The front, and again, uh, how much of that was him really wanting to go? Because I know Chicago he, Chicago was in his mind. They made an amazing pitch to him. Yeah, but they couldn't make a deal without giving up Luau Ding, and he right. wanted Ding to be there. And he, you know, he wound up staying. Mm -hmm. And he, as he mentioned himself, I finally got my guns, right? When they traded for Paul Gasol, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Now, the thing is, he stayed... He did it. You're going to get criticism. I think, yeah, MJ would have got criticism in the first six years. But MJ being MJ, look, man, I think he would have balled out. MJ would have been the equivalent of offensively, even though the skill set is different, what a Kevin Durant or what a James Harden can can do offensively, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning get, get to the rim, put up those shots. I think he would have been that on offense. Defensively, I think he would have been like a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, or you know, even a LeBron James. Even though I think Kawhi is a better defender than LeBron, in my in my opinion, um, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, look, I think I yeah, think Kawhi maybe. is a better on ball defender. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and Kawhi did did an excellent job against LeBron in the in the in the 2014 finals. Different yeah. story. But I think MJ would have rose to the occasion, 
and he would have been MJ. The, 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 the thing that, you know, also that we can't forget when we make this comparison. I know this is a social media and MJ in the modern times conversation. Michael had a lot of people he had to go through in, in, in the 80s and the 90s. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I think there's, oh. there's, there's several things to, to talk about um, with that um, as far as just things that he did. Because I don't want to take away from him being what he was. Um, but just another quick side note, <laughs> I think that there's a difference in what you can be when people like you and they support you. You know, and you looked at favorably versus when people are negatively criticizing you all the time, what it can do to you from a psychological standpoint and how it can affect your work. But let's just say he continued to be, you know, Michael Jordan and things like you said. There's a bit of a false narrative, um, which I don't want to admit because, you know, I love Michael Jordan. Uh, that was the power of love advertisement. Mm -hmm. I mean. If I saw Mike doing something, I wanted it. You know, ballpark Franks or something. Let me get that. That's uh, Mike. I saw him with that. The Gatorade. Smoking a cigar. Let me get that. You know, I know. You yeah. want to try to do all these things because Jordan did it, you know. Yeah. But there's a false narrative that he went through all these people. You know, the people of the 80s. Dr. J. Nim had already shut down. He never beat Bird. He never beat Bird. They never beat the Celtics. Back was done. They kind of got old. The Pistons and Isaiah, of course, you know, he's the first one to tell you this because he's a hater. Um, but <laughs> he said they beat us once. He's like, everybody, I like they did something. Like, they beat us one time out of all the stuff. They beat us one time. And then, you know, he got hurt and career was over, uh, you know, shortly after that. So he didn't really go through those. And then you talk about Magic. Yeah, they beat Magic in the finals. They lost game one when Jordan was trying to guard Magic and was getting schooled. He had to make the change to put Scotty on him, which changed the series. Scotty picking him up full court. I mean, you, Magic still did his thing, but you're gonna obviously six foot eight. You're right. gonna put a bigger guy on him. Yeah, James yeah. Worthy wasn't there. I don't think yeah. people realize that James Worthy was hurt. Um, and you think of medically, chances are Magic had HIV already at that time because um, he was pretty much retiring with that summer. Um, after that, so he didn't even come once the test came out. So he likely probably already had the uh, HIV at that time. So there wasn't any chance to really get for Magic. Yeah, you managed to beat him in the finals, and you managed to finally beat what's called. But those guys were gone. Then the NBA was like that. I think it's I think it's Dr. J or something that I think often criticized that when people sometimes talk about Jordan doing so great, and he'd be like, oh, you mean the watered-down 90s? Mm. You know, so – they kind of look the guys from the '80s. Sometimes look at Jordan's era as watered down, just like guys yeah, from sure. that time look at LeBron them era as being watered I mean, down. Yeah, I mean to go off to piggyback off that. I mean, I would look at that and say, fine, we can take any LeBron James championship and say, what would they have done against Kobe and Shaq? Kobe and Shaq could have been against anybody. pretty much anybody. Yeah, right. I mean. And and I agree. I agree to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, even look. Let's be honest. The Kings at the in their healthy. In the, in the in a state of health, yeah, I think the Kings would have gave him the business. I really do. Would have gave who? The, any any LeBron James team. You're talking. Look, I don't think the the one that beat the '73. I mean, the Kyrie Kevin Love, or even I actually like the Heat teams a little bit better because I mean they were really good defensively. I feel like they were good on perimeter defense. Mm -hmm. But if you had a skilled big man in the post, yeah, 
like Tim Duncan, right? Yeah. And you have Chris yeah. Webber in the post doing his thing, and even Vladi. Vladi was very skilled in facilitating the offense from the post. A- again, we we're digressing, but the point is, yes, I can see that 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 type of conversation can happen with any era. But what I meant was, look, you had Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning. You had a Knicks team with Xavier Daniels, Patrick Ewing, John Starks, eventually Sprewell and these guys. You know, the Bulls were beating some pretty good teams out east. Yeah, were they really? I mean, I think so. I, I think, you know what? I take that back. You're, you're right. They, they were good teams. I think they were good teams. Today you got... And don't think and of they, a super team, had, right? Yeah, you had a lot of great players. Right. And even that uh, super team thing, maybe it should be just super players because they're not necessarily teams that's great. Like you're saying, like how you can take one of those teams where you look at, oh, they got these people and put them on that. They weren't great teams. Even you'll be most uh, experts and even media people, even though as much as they love Jordan and talk about as unstoppable, they all still say that they don't think those Bulls teams would have touched any of the uh, Celtics or Laker teams in the 80s. Very possible. You know, and it, so there was a there was definitely a team aspect because the guys – we didn't have these supreme talents, that many people on a team. Because um, you look at the Knicks, I mean, really just Patrick Ewing, who turned out to be a pretty underachiever. I mean, right. John Starks, really. like <laughs> No, but as a team. I mean, yeah. as, as a team, they you know, they, they, they were doing some pretty impressive things. They had chemistry. They were a good team. And they, they the way the game was, they can be physical and, and try had, to slow you exactly. down. Exactly, and they had grit, you know. Yeah, which I can't uh, – I think that's also a criticism a lot. I think that goes toward LeBron about people saying like, oh, you know, the hand checking error is gone. So I can do that. But I just want people to stop and really think. Oh, he's a beast. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, there's no question about it. You don't that. think he would be even more. First of all, he can probably win defensive play right. every year. Right. If he because was he's in the strong, handshake. quick. Exactly. Fat, yeah. How would you be able to score on a dude right. like that touching you? And, right. you know, um, and so I think we have to stop that with a narrative that, Oh, he wouldn't be doing this in the handshaking league. Oh, yes, he would. <laughs> He'll probably do even more because then he can be like he can impose That's, his, right. you know. Right. Um. So the athletes today are bigger, stronger, faster. So they would, they would, they would translate, you know. And then this is only when they play organized ball that you can't touch them. You think growing up in the playgrounds that people weren't getting dirty, putting their hands on Street it, was ball. letting people, you yeah, know, yeah, go yeah. around like so. I think that you know definitely needs to stop. But I agree with you that there were a lot of great teams. Even look at the Pacers. Um, the Pacers didn't have a lot of great individual talent. Yeah, but they were a great team. Yeah, look very at, cohesive. Look at the Heat. Yeah. You had Hardaway and you had Alonzo. Who else did you have on that team? Did uh, you have PJ Brown on that team? Was he on that one? I can't remember. Hmm. Zoe was a really good player though. Zoe. I mean, look. So you had you look. Every round mattered, in my opinion, right? In the East, and it's not a discredit to LeBron because it's not, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. But it's like the first two rounds don't even matter, man. The yeah. first two rounds don't even matter, and that's why I credit him going West. I was surprised. Yeah, he went I thought West. That I gave him a big credit for yeah. that too. And we'll we'll see. Look, I think I'll, I'll give you the final word, but uh, in short, in summary, I think uh, to this day Michael Jordan is still the greatest. And better than Kareem. Look, I can only speak of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And not highlights or articles that I've read, right? Yeah. So obviously Kareem was an amazing talent. Yeah. His skyhook was unguardable. Same amount of titles. 
right. probably the same amount of MVPs. Right. Kareem don't have more. Right. And, and, and there's a couple of finals Kareem lost, so he has, you know, more wins. And the, the other difficult thing is comparing people who play different positions. The reason That's we can compare tough. Michael and LeBron, who cares? Shooting guard, small forward, it doesn't matter. Right? Ball handler, perimeter defender, it's almost similar in some ways, right? Yeah. And, and if you talk about it in a nuanced way, it's obviously they're different players, but they're not big men. Mm-hmm. Right, they're perimeter players, and yeah. they're not point guards. Even though LeBron is kind of like a point guard, yeah. Um, I do wish they gave that caveat about you know the greatest nine bigs, sure, because it's still a game that filters for height. And, uh, absolutely, you know the bigs are obviously still the way to go. I mean, that's why a guy like Allen Iverson is praised and you know notable because he did what he did as a small guy, right? Yeah. Um, so in, in in closing, in summary, what do you have to say about this conversation, this argument? What do you want? Where do you want it to rest? Well, I mean, I don't know really. I think you know. I just want people to kind of look at that. I just think it's fun to look at these things because it's all speculation. I mean, we sure. don't know what's going on. These reports that come out, you know, be from who knows. You know, people just be all over the place. So we all just speculate and fun. But I just think that people should just take a look and think that especially the people who dislike LeBron James. These are likely the same people who disliked Kobe Bryant when I was one of the only Kobe Bryant fans. I think they forget that, that they hated no, Kobe I, Bryant. No, I remember you were being... No, he think he's Michael Jordan and all that. Like, he was the hated guy at first until remember, LeBron became the villain. I hated him. Yeah. I hated him until him and Shaq broke up. Yeah. And then when they seemed vulnerable <laughs> and not as invincible... Because I was a Spurs fan. Yeah, I was gonna say it was out of the Spurs way yeah. then at that point. It so was, you, know, you know, and then I could start I, I started appreciating the Mamba. Yeah, and as I was saying, people start appreciating them and now it's like Kobe's this godfather of the league that everyone loves the advice that he has him. to say. Yeah. And LeBron probably be appreciated more um uh, after he's gone. I think he's starting to get appreciated. Yeah. You know, you know, appreciated more after he's gone. Um and then even after the end, then the next step is moving on. That's another Drake lyric. Think about that. <laughs> Um, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I think that to think about like the people that dislike LeBron James, where are you getting your stories from? Think about what they say. It's likely came directly from Skip Bayless, (laughs) you know, he's shrinking the moment, um, you know, collapse. He's not clutch. All those things really think about Michael Jordan's career and what it will look like again. Having won with all the accolades and all the gunning and shooting six years into the league, what would you have said? The stories about Bill Cartwright not want to give the team the balls and don't pass it to him. Even the stuff with Jerry Krause now we didn't even really get into about the front office. Like, look at Kawhi and these teams that have beef with their front office and what their players say and all the media reports would have been there. Would he even stayed in Chicago his point. whole career with you know all that problem? And then some people even said that he got his body ready for baseball a year before <laughs> knowing that he was probably already going to go there and quit. So then what would those stories have been like Trey Bay, Phil Jackson, who's always been vocal. Like he destroyed mellow in the social media. He had to wait to a book for Kobe Bryant thing, but you can talk to him directly in social media, get the quote sooner. Um, text winter. Now had a lot of problems with Jordan gunning and being selfish. Um, so I just think a lot of that would have came out and Mike being, Hey, well, this is my way and we can do it. Y'all got a problem with it. And then the front offices had a lot more power than in moving disgruntled players. And as far as your advertisement, I just think that we'd have probably been looking at this guy different. Um, and it not would have been, you know, so lovable things where he's just this untouchable guy right now. So just, you know, think about that. And even if Kareem 
was nice to the media and people looked at him favorably, mm. what would his story be sure. with all his accolades? The guy dominate. Did he even lose in college? I'm not sure. You know, so four years and I don't even know if he lost in college. Um, so I just think that, you know, just think about that. Where are we getting the stories from? Just be critical thinkers. I like I that. Really what it comes I like down that. to. So it all goes, day, goes back to higher education. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what I think we should leave people with. Just critically think, ask yourself, where are you getting your ideas from? Is it really your values? And look at the people that we say are the greats in these sports. What what has been their narrative? How have they been looked at in the media? There's no great that has been looked at unfavorably in the media in all the sports. Um, again, besides Muhammad Ali, but then he became the most beloved person ever when people mm. – saw that he was he was right hmm. so just ask yourself that all right well thanks a lot dr ronnie doss it's a pleasure as always always a pleasure my friend <laughs> <laughs> while away listeners chime in uh like and subscribe and leave your comments what would have what would have michael jordan have looked like in today's age uh in the era of social media and just chime in about lebron versus mj what do you guys think thanks for listening and tune in next time